Hi there, and welcome to the Skylight Books author reading series. If you'd like to learn more about us and our many upcoming author events, please visit skylightbooks.com, where you can browse our inventory, buy books, and join our Friends with Benefits Club. You can also follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. To speak to a real live bookseller like me, please call 323-660-1175. Thanks for your support, and enjoy. I write the words in books. That is absolutely true. Now, what does an author and illustrator do besides brag all the time? Yes. That's right. Yeah, writes a story with both words and pictures. It took That's a lot true, longer you can for him to say pictures. what I did. Well, yeah. yeah, I noticed. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have made 35 books that are out. My 35th book is out today. This is your 35th this book? This is my 35th book, John. That seems like something. Yeah, how many books have you made? I've written three. Written three. You've written and illustrated three. What are they called? I want my hat back. I want my hat back. This is not my hat. This is not my hat. And we found a hat. And we found a hat. So you can see that even though John says he's an author, he doesn't know that many words. <laughs> uh, I get by. <laughs> Uh, but we have made six books together, uh, yes, and that's why we're here. We are going to read you. We're not going to read all six. That seems indulgent. <clears throat> we'll read five. <laughs> <clears throat> so this is the first book John and I ever made together. We had a request to read it, so we are going to read it. It is called Extra Yarn. John, you want to read this one? Oh, yeah. You want me to hold it? I can hold it. Yeah. All right. I need to look at it. I don't know the words of this book. You do want to switch? Uh, you want to switch chairs because my holding hand is really. Yeah. That's better. Yeah. That is better. Do I need to? Okay. Extra yarn, by us. On a cold afternoon in a cold little town where everywhere you looked was either the white of snow or the black of soot from chimneys, Annabelle found a box filled with yarn of every color. So she went home and knit herself a sweater. And when Annabelle was done, she had some extra yarn. So she knit a sweater for Mars too, but there was still extra yarn. And when Annabelle and Mars went for a walk, Nate pointed and laughed and said, you two look ridiculous. You're just jealous, said Annabelle. No, I'm not, said Nate. And it turned out he was. And even after she'd knit a sweater for Nate and his dog and for herself and for Mars, she still had extra yarn. At school, Annabelle's classmates could not stop talking about her sweater. Quiet, shouted Mr. Norman. Quiet, everyone. Annabelle, that sweater of yours is a terrible distraction. I cannot teach with everyone turning around to look at you. Then I'll knit one for everyone, Annabelle said, so they won't have to turn around. Impossible, said Mr. Norman. You can't. But it turned out she could. And she did. Even for Mr. Norman. And when she was done, Annabelle still had extra yarn. So she knit sweaters for her mom and dad, and for Mr. Pendleton, and Mrs. Pendleton, and for Dr. Palmer, and for little Lewis. She made sweaters for everyone except Mr. Crabtree, who never wore sweaters or even long pants, and who would stand in his shorts with the snow up to his knees. No sweater for me, thanks, said Mr. Crabtree. So she made Mr. Crabtree a hat, 
And even then, Annabelle still had extra yarn. She made sweaters for all the dogs and all the cats and for other animals too. Soon, people thought, soon Annabelle will run out of yarn. But it turned out she didn't. So Annabelle made sweaters for things that didn't even wear sweaters. Things began to change in that little town. Just, I like to leave this page open a little longer because it took a long time to draw and Mac wrote like one sentence so he could just. All right. We good? Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. News spread of this remarkable girl who never ran out of yarn and people came to visit from around the world to see all the sweaters and to shake Annabelle's hand. One day, an archduke, who was very fond of clothes, sailed across the sea and demanded to see Annabelle. Mac, do you want to do the archduke's voice, please? Sure. <coughs> Little girl! <laughs> said the archduke. I would like to buy that miraculous box of yarn, and I'm willing to offer you one million dollars. No thank you, said Annabelle, who was knitting a sweater for a pickup truck. The archduke's mustache twitched. Two million, he said. Annabelle shook her head. No thanks. Ten million, shouted the archduke. Take it or leave it. Leave it, said Annabelle. I won't sell the yarn. And she didn't. So that night, the, arch so that night, the archduke hired three robbers to break into Annabelle's house. And they stole the box. And they took it to the archduke, who set off across the snow and sailed over the sea. Back to his castle. The archduke put on his favorite song and sat in his best chair. Then he took out the box and he lifted its lid and he looked inside. His mustache quivered. It shivered. It trembled. The archduke hurled the box out the window and shouted, Little girl, I curse you with my family's curse. You will never be happy again. But... It turned out she was. And that's the end of Extra Yarn. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so the next one we'll read uh, is The Wolf, the Duck, and the Mouse. Let's do that next. Would you grab that one, John? This is The Wolf the duck, and the mouse by us again. Early one morning, a mouse met a wolf, and he was quickly gobbled up. John, would you be the mouse? Oh, whoa, said the mouse. Oh, me, here I am, caught in the belly of the beast. I fear this is the end. Be quiet, someone shouted. I'm trying to sleep, the mouse shrieked. Who's there? A light was lit. A duck lay in bed. Well, said the duck. Oh, said the mouse. Is that all, asked the duck. It's the middle of the night. The mouse looked around. Well, out there it's morning. It is, said the duck. It's so hard to tell. I do wish this belly had a window or two. In any case, breakfast. The meal was delicious. Where did you get jam? The mouse asked. And a tablecloth. The duck munched a crust. You'd be surprised what you find inside of a wolf. It's nice, said the mouse. It's home, said the duck. 
You live here? I live well. I may have been swallowed, but I have no intention of being eaten. For lunch they made soup. The mouse cleared his throat. Do you miss the outside? I do not, said the duck. When I was outside, I was afraid every day wolves would swallow me up. In here, that's no worry. The duck had a point. Can I stay? The mouse asked. Of course, the duck said. This called for a dance. That's my dance. The ruckus inside made the wolf's stomach ache. Oh, woe, said the wolf. Oh, shame. Never have I felt such aching and pain. Surely it must have been something I ate. The duck shouted up, I have a cure. You do? asked the wolf. Yes, an old remedy sure to settle your tummy. Eat a hunk of good cheese. And a flagon of wine. And some beeswax candles. That night they feasted. The duck made a toast to the health of the wolf. But the wolf felt worse. I feel like I'll burst. It hurts just to move. A hunter heard the wolf moan. He fired a shot but missed in the dark. The duck called up, run, run for our lives. The wolf tried to escape, but he tripped and got trapped in an old oak tree's roots. Oh, woe, said the duck. Oh, doom, what can we do? I fear this is the end. The mouse stood up. We must fight. We must try. Tonight we ride to defend our home. Charge! Oh, woe, said the hunter. Oh, death! These woods are full of evil and wraiths. He fled from the forest and never returned. The wolf bowed down to the duck and the mouse. You saved my life when I thought not to spare yours. Ask a favor of me. I will be glad to grant it. Well, you can guess what they asked for. And that's why the wolf howls at the moon. Oh, oh! Oh, oh! Every night, he howls at the moon. Can you help me out with some howling? <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Thank you. I saw you go and then hesitate, but you went hard in the end, and that was good. And that is the end of that story. <laughs> I think Max's been really perfecting his Clint Eastwood wolf as, <laughs> as we've been reading it. I yeah. think it's, it's just about right. It's getting ready. Yeah, 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 by tomorrow it'll just be past ripe. <laughs> uh, John, you want to do a little drawing? You want to switch over and you can do a little drawing? Yeah, we can do some drawing. Do people want to watch that happen? Sure. Yeah, John, why don't you draw, since we skipped Sam and Dave to go home, maybe you draw a character from that one. Okay, which one? Ah, the dog. My computer will turn back on. Mm -hmm. Oh, no! Okay, hold on. Uh-oh. Just, just give it a minute. There we go. <sighs> Where's that? We're going to do, yeah, real low battery. We're going to do really fast draw. Oh, oh boy. 
Yeah, does anybody want to ask any questions while John boots up his computer? Yeah. I am. Yeah, I recognized your mom as soon as she came in here. We are we are longtime friends. We go way back. Yeah. <laughs> any other questions <laughs> or revelations? <laughs> that was just only the first of tonight's revelations. Any more questions? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Chloe and the Lion, and Chloe and the Lion. There's a, there's a, there, I have a picture book where I fire the illustrator and then take over all of the art myself, and the pictures get really bad. And yes, the, that is my artwork. The illustrator, Adam Rex, is a very nice guy. And he, f he called me up. He was like, Mac, I feel bad because I'm getting paid for this work, but I need your help. Even when I try to draw badly, it's not as bad as when you try to draw well. And it took me a second to unravel that sentence. And when I did, I was offended. <laughs> but I gave it a real shot. It was my real attempt. And I did kind of think, like, you know, like you draw a turtle and a pirate and they send it away and they're like, you are a genius, right? Like, I thought that was going to happen. Like, Adam was going to be like, you know what? There is a raw power to your work. I know you're untrained. And then I sent him back, and he's like, great, these are all really bad. <laughs> and I was offended again. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> and then another thing happened. All right. All right. All right. So the dog from Sam and Dave. The dog one? from Sam and Dave. Okay. So we're going to draw on the computer, which is not how I drew that book. I drew it with colored pencils, but for the sake of uh, display and brevity, we're going to do it on the computer. Um, and I'm going to do it with shapes instead of lines. That's how I usually draw things these days, is that you sort of outline a shape and you color it in, but you don't get into line work. <coughs> so that's going to be his head. This dog's going to be sitting down. So we have two ears like this. That, he's in the wind, apparently. Um, and then he's sitting. And when dogs sit, they turn into sort of bread loaves. If you go to school for a long time to study dog anatomy, you will get as good as this at drawing that. Um, we're going to choose a color. I think that Sam and Dave dog was something like mustardy. Mustardy. Mustardy yellow. Mustardy. At least at the beginning before it got all dirty. And then we can make those lines hide away for a bit. And we color them in with our brush like this. We have a special brush to make it look fancy. Um, and if you press harder, it gets a little darker. We can make it look even darker than that. And we kind of push back an ear or two. Maybe the tail. Maybe the nose. We can give him some legs. Just little front sausage legs. Dog anatomy. Yeah. Again, four years at dog school. That's what they told me it was. <laughs> He has two little front legs, maybe a spot in the back. I think he had a spot in the back. I can do whatever I want, because we didn't read that book. <laughs> he has his little spot. <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> We're going to do a nose like this. There. Okay. We're getting <coughs> I think he's missing a couple things. What's he missing? 
What do all dogs have? Most dogs. Most dogs. <laughs> a collar. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Most dogs. Most dogs. Thank you for answering the question. So this collar is going to be red. That's what it was in the book. At least an orangey. Never go full red. Always orange. It's not a communist joke or anything. No, I know. And then we're almost done, right? Oh, eyes. Oh, thanks. Yeah. He's the only person who said that. Yep. Why didn't anybody else remind me about the eyes? <laughs> I don't hear nothing. <laughs> All right. So his eyes are going to look like holes in his head at first. That's just the way art is. So we're going to do this really quick like that. Ah! <laughs> If you see a dog that looks like that, you run all the way home. Don't talk to that dog. But we're going to do his pupils. And we need the pupils to last for really important illustratory reasons. Almost always you leave them to last. Even on the drawings for the shapes books and everything, I always left the pupils off and then did them last because they mean a lot where they are and what they're doing. We can talk about that a little bit. So there's our dog. He looks a little surprised. You know, it's eight, it's 8 o'clock on a weeknight. Yeah. We're all a little surprised to be here. <laughs> uh, but this is our dog. That's our dog we're going to work with tonight. Um, and how this usually goes is that Mac, as we've seen, writes a couple words, dashes them off on the way to some fancy appointment or something, and then sends them to me, and i got to do all the work for the pictures. And so say that Mac has written a book about a dog. Mac, you want to bless us with your... Yeah, i got an idea. It's called The Dog That Stole a Bicycle. The Dog That Stole a Bicycle. How do you like drawing bicycles, John? I hate drawing bicycles. Okay. Show me an illustrator that likes drawing bicycles, and that is a rich illustrator because he gets all the bicycle work. Well, how are you going to do this, and how are you going to do my book, which obviously you want to do? Yeah, badly. Without drawing a bicycle. I think we should focus on the internal feelings of a dog uh -huh. and how it feels to steal a bicycle. Okay. And so then I go back into my own history of being a person in the world yep. and think, how did I feel when I stole a bicycle? John. Yes. Just there are children here. You are a role model <laughs> to the youth. Do they not? Uh, you you should make it clear. You didn't actually steal a bicycle. No, of course not. Well, I just asked for two reasons. One, as I said, like you're a role model to the youth. But two, uh, also just weirdly, is the story is a little personal to me. So I don't think these jokes are funny. My bicycle got stolen last week. Oh so. no. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Do you need a bicycle? Yeah. I, you can borrow mine. I just got one last week. <laughs> what color is your bicycle? It's red. My bicycle is red. You should really borrow this bicycle, it sounds like. Uh, what brand is your bicycle? It doesn't have a brand. It just says my, Max Bicycle. That's what my bicycle says. It says Max Bicycle. John. It's a nice bicycle. Yeah, yeah. it is. John, John. Yes, what? Did you steal my bicycle? No. Well, I, I don't know why you would John. Say, no. What? Did you steal my bicycle? No, that's twice now. Now, why does it seem like John is not telling the truth when he answers this question? What's he doing? Yeah. I think he is trying to lie. Why does he look like he's lying? What does he do? John, look at me. Did you steal my bicycle? No. That's, that's all I'm saying. I'm not answering any of these questions. Yeah. He's looking down at the ground. That's right. So, you can remember that about lying. I think the next time you lie, which is probably like before bed tonight, um, 
you can keep track of where your eyes go. It's very hard to lie and look at the person that you're lying to. I like Mac. He's my friend. He has great taste in bicycles. Uh, there's lots of good things about Mac. I don't want to look at him. One of my best qualities. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to look at him and lie, and so I'll look at the ground. And so you can think about that. This isn't a complicated dog to draw, and, but that's not really what illustration is always about. You don't have to be great, great at drawing. It's more fun if you think about what it is you're drawing and why those shapes are doing what they're doing. And so with this dog, we can talk about that, and we can say, well, this dog feels obviously bad about maybe having stolen a bicycle, so we can ask him that. With dog, apparently, this story is about you having stolen a bicycle, you have to say for yourself. And he can look down, he'll say, well, I don't even really know what you're talking about. I don't even know how I pedal a bicycle. I have two legs, and they're very short sausage legs. I guess I could put the bike on an open market or something, but I don't even really, what would I do with money? See, now he looks like he's, he looks like he's lying to us, right? We haven't done anything to the dog drawing. It's not a more complicated dog drawing, but these are complicated emotions he's having just by moving the black dots. See, here he is. He still doesn't know how to look at us. But when your parents ask you to answer them, they'd say, look at me, look at me, the way that Mac did. You can't do it. It's very hard. So, this is our dog, and that's how you make a dog look like he stole a bicycle. Let's get a huge round of applause for John Clausen for drawing a dog that stole a bicycle without ever drawing a bicycle. How did he do it? All right, speaking of shapes and eyes, we have three books. That is why we're here. We have a, our, our new book just came out today, so we are going to read you the shapes books. There are three of them. We are going to go. Uh, yeah, we'll switch. And we'll start with this one. This is the first book about shapes we made. It doesn't have a title on the cover, but you might be able to tell what it's called. It is called? Triangle. Triangle. That's right. This is a triangle waving hello at you. You can wave back, but there's no pressure to do that. That's my favorite copyright page we ever did. All right. This is triangle. This is triangle's house. This is triangle in his house, and that is triangle's door. One day, triangle walked out his door and away from his house. He was going to play a sneaky trick on square. He walked past small triangles and medium triangles and big triangles. He walked past shapes that weren't triangles anymore. They were shapes with no names. He walked until he got to a place where there were squares. Still thinking of his sneaky trick, he walked past big squares and medium squares and small squares until he got to Square's house. Now, said Triangle, I will play my sneaky trick. Triangle walked up to Square's door and said, hiss, just like a snake. Square was afraid of snakes. Oh me, oh my, said Square. Go away, you snake. Leave my door. Hiss, said Triangle. Hiss, hiss. You guys hiss with me? Just hiss. Yeah, that's pretty. Oh, dear, dear, dear. How many snakes are out there? Ten? Ten million? Go away, snakes. Triangle could not hiss anymore. He was laughing too hard. Triangle, said Square. Is that you? Yes, said Triangle. I know you are, I, I know you are afraid of snakes. I have played a sneaky trick on you. Square ran after triangle, past small squares and medium squares and big squares. 
He ran past the shapes with no names, past the big triangles and medium triangles and small triangles, up to triangles, house, and right through his door. Almost. You are stuck, Triangle laughed and laughed. Then he stopped. His house was all dark. Triangle was afraid of the dark. It's too dark, said Triangle. You're blocking my light. Go away, you block. Leave my door. It was Square's turn to laugh. I know you are afraid of the dark. Now I have played a sneaky trick on you. You see, Triangle? This was my plan all along. But do you really believe him? That's the end of that book. <laughs> Thank you. This is the second book we made about shapes. It doesn't have a title on the cover, but you might be able to figure it out. It is called Square. And there's Square Wave, and again, you can wave back, but no pressure, you know? No pressure. It's one of those kind of books. Square, by us. This is Square. This is Square's secret cave. Every day, Square goes down into his cave and takes a block from the pile below the ground. He pushes the block up and out of the cave. He brings the block to the pile at the top of the hill. This is his work. One day, while Square was doing his work, Circle floated by. Square, said Circle. You are a genius. I did not know you were a sculptor. Ha, <laughs> yes, said Square. What is a sculptor? A sculptor shapes blocks into art, said Circle. Ha, <laughs> yes, said Square. I see what you mean. But he did not really see what she meant. This is a wonderful sculpture, said Circle. It looks just like you. Square looked at his block. Yes, I suppose it is wonderful. Now, said Circle, you must do one of me. Oh, said Square. I will come back for it tomorrow. Goodbye, genius. Circle, said Square. I think I should tell you something. But she was already gone. Oh, dear, 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 said Square. He studied the block. I have to make this block look like circle, he said. Circle is perfect, so I must make this perfect. Square got to work shaping the block. No crumbs, said Square. This is not perfect. No dirt, said Square. This is much worse. He went back to work. He worked and worked and worked and worked. Ah! cried Square. He had carved the whole block away. There was nothing left. He was surrounded by rubble. Whatever is the opposite of perfect, that is what this is. I must stay up all night and figure this out. Square fell asleep. The next morning, Square woke up wet. He despaired. What have I done? I push blocks. I do not shape them. I am not a genius. Hello, genius, said Circle. I'm early. Oh, dear, whispered Square. Are you finished? asked Circle. 
Oh, yes, said Square. I am finished. Circle peered down. Oh, my, she said. It was beautiful. It was beguiling. It is perfect, said Circle. It is? asked Square. Yes, said Circle. You are a genius, said Circle. But was he really? <laughs> and that is the end of that story. <laughs> And today is the day that our third book about shapes is published. This is the first day the book is out. We are launching it here at Skylight Books, one of the best bookstores in the country. We are very happy to be here. <laughs> and we're happy to do it tonight. So we're going to read it right now. No pressure, but it would be nice. <laughs> it would be nice. It would be nice. Oh, uh, yeah. Circle, by us. This is Circle. This is Circle's waterfall. One day, Circle and Square and Triangle played a game near her waterfall. Here are the rules, Circle said. I will close my eyes and count to ten. You must hide somewhere. When I open my eyes, I will try to find you. Square said, okay. Triangle said, neat. There's one more rule, said Circle. No hiding behind the waterfall. Square said, okay. Triangle said, why not? Because, said Circle, it is dark back there. Square said, okay. Triangle said, I'm not afraid of the dark. Circle closed her eyes and counted to ten. Ready or not, said Circle, here I come. When she opened her eyes, Square was just standing there. He pointed and said, Triangle went behind the waterfall. <laughs> Circle sighed. I will go find him. Circle, said Square. You are very brave. I know, Circle said. And she slipped behind the waterfall. It was quiet on the other side of the waterfall. Circle called out, Triangle, Triangle, where are you? There was no answer. Farther inside, there was not much light. Triangle, Triangle, where are you? There was no answer. She went even farther, until it was all dark. Triangle, said Circle. There you are. Why do you always break all the rules? There was no answer. Why do you always spoil our fun? There was no answer. Why are you such a bad friend? There was no answer. I'm sorry, said Circle. I should not have said that. You are a good friend. You just made us worried. We love you, Triangle. Thanks, Triangle said from behind her. Circle turned around and said, Triangle? Yes, said Triangle. I sure am glad to see you and Square. Circle said, Square is outside. This is not Square. I thought it was you. No, said Triangle. That is not me. No, said Circle. Oh, said Triangle.
The circle turned back around and faced the shape in the dark. Who are you? She said. There was no answer. Ah! <laughs> said Triangle. Triangle and Circle ran very fast back through the dark, back through where there was not much light, back through the waterfall, back to the outside. Square was waiting there for them. They told him what had happened. Well, Square said, I am glad I stayed here. Triangle said, Now I am afraid of the dark. Circle looked back at the waterfall falling. You know, she said, that shape in the dark might not have been bad. It might have been a good shape. We just could not see it. Circle closed her eyes. I wonder, Circle said, what kind of shape was it? Then they all closed their eyes, and they each pictured a shape. If you close your eyes, what shape do you picture? That is the end of that story. Thank you so much for coming yeah, out on you. our rainy night. We're going to stick around and sign books, but we want to take a few questions if there are some. We're going to make sure everybody can get home, get to bed, and get through the rain. But yes, all the way in the back, you have a question? So, two questions. One, why doesn't Circle have any legs? Mm -hmm. And two, why are Circle's eyes, why are her eyes looking a little bit to the side instead of straight out like the other shapes? So, John, you wanna, here's Triangle. All right. There isn't a, a terrific answer for why Circle doesn't have any legs except that on Triangle and Square, both of them have legs that hit a straight horizontal line. Can you see that? Their line, at this bottom line is straight, and so their legs hit that, and I enjoy drawing them that way. When it came to Circle's legs, they were going to hit a round side, and I didn't like it. And there's some things you just can't explain and don't want to draw, like bicycles. And that was one of the things where I said, I just don't know where the legs exactly are, and they're hitting a curve, it just made me itchy. And I didn't want to do it. And so I talked to Mac and I said, what if they didn't have any legs? What if she didn't have any legs and she just floated around like a magical orb? And then that helped us figure out kind of what her personality was and, 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 and what she was like. Um, so, so the choice came first, and then that kind of helped us figure out the character. And that's also why Circle looks old, because these two guys, Circle and, or Triangle and Square, they're always getting into some sort of trouble and getting caught at it. They're always ruining something. But Circle is sort of like your mom or your dad or someone who catches you at that, and she's always kind of looking to see if they're getting into trouble. If she looks forward for a minute, they're off on something. And so she has to keep an eye on them, and that's why she's looking over like that. Plus, we like to encourage booksellers to put them forward. Like that's that. great. Just you know, three in a row, faced out. Doesn't that look amazing? Oh, man. You still bring it back out from the shelf, turn it, face it around, put them next to them. Oh, yeah, that's great. That's neither here nor there. It's a good tip, though. Yeah. I don't know if Noelle heard that. But <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Yes. Oh, what's my favorite book that I've made with John? My favorite book that we've made together is probably The Wolf, the Duck, and the Mouse. What's your favorite book we've made together, John? Mm, I like Extra Yarn. Extra Yarn. Yeah. I, like the wolf, I think The Wolf, the Duck, and the Mouse is 
very special, but extra yarn is very, very special. It is a very special book for us. Yeah, yeah. we did it first. Yep. For some reason, it's not nearly as sarcastic as the other <laughs> 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 Yes. Yeah, no, but you make a good point. You're saying like you could add legs. And the interesting thing is is that John and I go to a lot of schools and I see pictures that kids draw all the time and they had no problem putting legs on circle. They figured out how to make the the rectangles hit the round part. I'm like, that's that's how you do it, John. But I got I got I got a couple Caldecott medals, right? I don't need this. I don't need to listen to these allegations. Uh, uh, any more questions? We can take we can take one or two more. I'm cashing Adults are allowed to ask questions. Yes. Uh, is your name Crystalline? I hear you're an excellent teacher. Uh, you know, yeah, I, we, we do go to schools a lot. And, and uh, next time we're down here, maybe we could figure that out. That would be really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, any other questions? This will be the last one. Oh, we'll take two. We'll take two. Yes? Oh, yeah, Circle's looking over. Well, you know, the merchandising options and the thematics of the character. And, yeah. He, I think he just, earlier he said that he really liked the sound of my voice. So I just figured he wanted me to say the answer. <laughs> and, yes. Uh, how do we get together? John and I were friends before we started working together. I used to live in Los Angeles, and, um, and I met John... Uh, at a party our agent threw, um, and uh, it was like just a few weeks before I was leaving Los Angeles. Um, yeah, he, he, he introduced us and said, you guys both like frog and toad books, and then he just put us in a corner with a bottle of wine, and that was about, <laughs> that was it. And that's still pretty much our life together. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, it was it was great. Like we became friends. It was like you don't you kind of don't want to make a new friend like three weeks before you leave town. Like I, it was really inconvenient. I was like, man, this guy's great. I don't know if I have room for this in my life. Uh, I was but, like, I can make real good friends with him because he's leaving, and there's no stakes here. <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, we became friends. We talk about books uh, all the time, and and then and then uh, and then we started making them together. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's. Uh, Steve Malk is uh, yeah, our agent's name. <laughs> you, he, I'm sure he would appreciate the thank yous. Yeah. No, it's really special. John is, is, is one of my best friends, and to, to get to make books together is, uh, is a real privilege. Mac is also a very good friend of mine. <laughs> I said one of my best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, we'll take one last one. Here we go. Yeah, John, did you steal my bicycle? I told He's you looking I down again. Uh, thank you so much for coming out, everybody. Uh, we'll stick around and sign books, and, and please come up and say hi. All right. Thank you. You've been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series. Don't forget, you can listen to this and all of our other great podcasts at skylightbooks.com. Thanks again for stopping by, and we hope to see you soon.